Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your two best friends, Damla and Elliot. Ha ha! A little bit of Ants and Deck Christmas magic there for you, everybody. Hello, how are you? I am, um, I'm all right, you know, how are you? Festive? Yeah, fairly festive. I mean, this episode's bloody festive. It's the last episode before Christmas. It is indeed. It is fun, it is relaxing, it is fresh. We're going to just... End of term vibes here. It's so end of term. Do some quick, breezy thoughts on all of the Christmas specials. Yes, Christmas specials, not holiday specials, so there's no Jodie Whittaker stuff here. We're going to have some fun. There's no Christmas special this year, or New Year special. I know, it's sad, but we have all we all need to just get, move on and get over it, right? Um, I mean, I'm really upset about it. Uh, I, I always look forward to some kind of special at the end of the year, but it is what it is. Um, so we thought... Because Mr. Tardis, who we've mentioned a few times on this podcast, who we love, we love Mr. Tardis. Still hasn't noticed us. Yeah, come on, we 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 we're your biggest fans. We're your fan club here. Come on. Um, no, we're gonna link his video in the description. Basically, he went through and ranked all of the specials 
um, in a tier ranking. And I went, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to steal that idea and we're going to do it on the podcast. <laughs> no, inspired, inspired. The only difference being, like Elliot said, we're not going to do any of the New Year specials because we're specifically focused on Christmas in this episode. Everything that was brought out on the 25th of December. Also, we didn't have time to watch all of them. That may be also why. This, for you, our wonderful, beautiful listeners, this is a Christmas special. And I, speaking of Christmas specials, I've got some Christmas special emails. Oh my God, yes. We have more emails. Again, I am doing these now almost seemingly at random. I'm just handpicking some short ones when we're doing light and fun episodes like this. So we've got three. I'm going to breeze through them. We're just going to have a nice little chat. Yeah. Again, always feel free to email in. We are just always going to apologise for how long it's taking for us to read them. Yeah, backlog central, mate. Backlog central. Okay, so in no particular order, we have an email here from Max. Hello, Max. Hi, Max. And Max says, hi there. Just wanted to send a little appreciative nod about the pod. That's not what he says. He says note about the pod, but I made it rhyme there. That's fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love listening to your thoughts and musings as I walk about the same loop I do every day. I was genuinely moved to tears by you talking about Chip dying at the end of New Earth, especially the idea that it's the first time uh, Cassandra's been called beautiful as a woman. I'm not a huge headcanon person, but my God, I'll believe that forever now. Nonetheless, Aww. look forward to having more sad moments and interesting new takes from you guys. All the best. Max. Max, as a fellow disliker of headcanon, i got to say that one, it just, just hits the spot, doesn't it? Just absolutely hits the spot. Also, I love that we read out an email from someone called Max, and someone called Max appears in a Christmas special that we will discuss. Yes. Also, that person called Max who appears in the Christmas special does steal a line almost wholesale from one of my films. So, there we are. Love it. Anyway, thank you so much for getting in touch, Max. As you know, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. I am you. 97% sure I did reply to your email. I would love to reiterate everything I said in that reply, because you're gorgeous. Oh, stunning. <laughs> and, oh, this old reprobate. This is from friend of the show, Stephen, and it goes as follows. Hello. Just finished listening to the first season of the podcast and just have to say I absolutely love it. You two are so listenable, your friendship really comes across and you both give such nuanced points. It's a real nostalgia trip reliving the RTD era. I only started listening out of curiosity because I'm about to embark on a similar podcast journey with my boyfriend, who has never seen the show before, but I've absolutely fallen in love with Come Along Pond. Uh, That is a plug for About Time. Give it a listen. It's a great podcast. We have mentioned it before, but do keep listening. You know a podcast is going to become a firm favourite when you start listening and immediately want the host to become your best friends. We are Stephen already. I mean, Stephen, you know, you you know, we 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 we're, we're tight now. We know, you know that. Me and Stephen, we're all friends with Stephen and Ben. Love him. I'll be posting a review on Apple Podcasts too. Keep up the great work, Stephen. Stephen, I did see that. Really appreciate it because Apple Podcasts doesn't get enough love, so we love it. And you know what, guys? Obviously, again, like we said, we we mentioned them in the last episode, or the episode before, I can't quite remember. But go and listen to About Time. They are... It's a wonderful podcast. It's honestly so funny. Like I, li- I listen to it every week when it comes out, and just, like, it makes me giggle. And also, it's nice to now call Stephen a friend. So, we love you, Stephen. I love you, Stephen. You're my best friend. And Ben, get, get in touch. What are you doing? Yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben. Well, be- come on, Ben. Hey, Jay. Benny! <laughs> and this is from, and I, I 
take absolute pleasure in saying this is the best name of anyone who's ever emailed into the show. <laughs> okay. This is an email from Ted. Oh, Ted. You don't hear you don't hear many Ted nows, do you? No, you don't. And this one goes as follows. Hey guys, hope you're both well. Ted here, and just wanted to say <laughs> Fuck off. I was, antis- I was anticipating it too much. For fuck's mm. sake. It's just there's a Ted here. It's lovely. Ted here. Ted here, and just wanted to send you this email to let you know how much I adore the podcast. I work with bands in live music and touring, which means I'm on the road a lot and have a lot of long drives. Usually I'm the only person on tour who loves Dogs Who, or even knows what the uh, what it is. So this podcast has been a real comfort for me since I found you guys back in June, and has made all the long journeys a real treat for me, and I now get excited for the drives. Keep up the good work, and keep being your brilliant selves. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on so many episodes, and for you to eventually get into Classic Who, and more. All the love, Ted. Ted, all the love, right back at you. Yeah, right back at you. That's really sweet. Thank you so much. And hey, maybe one day when this crazy old little tin pot bedroom podcast is big enough to be doing those old theatre tours, you can come on tour with us, Ted. Yeah. Be our sound designer, please. Please. We can't pay you, but I'll pay you in back rubs. (laughs) That's That's a quote from Simpsons Hit and Run, if anybody's ever played that. Anyway, sorry, Ted. Thank you for the lovely email. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Ted. Sorry to get weird there. Love you lots. Love you. Thank you. So, guys, get your Santa hats on. Turn your Christmas trees on and make sure they're primed and ready to cut you up because it's time for the Come Along Pond Doctor Who Christmas episode ranking. Christmas special ranking. You've got to be ready. (laughs) Time for Santa chat. Santa chat. So everyone, we've got some tiers, we've got some levels, we're going to rank each of the Doctor Who Christmas specials in these tiers and it goes from the top to the bottom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start from the top which is like, this is amazing, we love it, we stand, we absolutely are just here for it to, oh my god, what, on, what in the ever loving fuck was that? <laughs> so I'm going to start from the top end and yes we did name the tiers because we are what? Pygmies. Pygmies, exactly so starting from the top from the best to the worst the tier names are I'm going to start from the top the top tier, this is like this is the creme de la creme and the tier is called It's Giving The next tier is She's cute She's cute yeah, like, it's good, but it's not giving. It's good. But she's cute. The middle's here being, you know, in the middle, we've named it. For me, it's 50-50. For you? For me. For us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. For, anyway, for us. for us. The penultimate here, the one just below the bottom, is Moffat. Shakes fist. And you have to say Shakes fist because that's yeah. part of it. 
Yeah. I'm trying to work in a verbal shakes fist. Moffat. Moffat. Yeah, exactly. And then the last here, which is just like, what on earth did I just watch? Is please remove my head. <laughs> so yeah, they're the tears. So without further ado, let's get into it. We're going to go in chronological order. Again, we're just doing Christmas specials. We will talk about New Year's specials at some point. Maybe next year, who knows? But Christmas specials. So are you ready, Elliot? you got to be ready. The Christmas Invasion. We've already reviewed it. Go listen to the episode if you haven't, because it was a fun one. Come on, what are you doing, Satsuma? <laughs> Lovely, lovely ham sandwich and a bowl of soup. Oh, lovely ham sandwich and a bowl of soup. Bit of an E, bit of a D, bit of a C. You know the drill. Liquid, liquid, pairing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's one of those. It's one of those records, isn't it? My God. So, uh, b- before we actually move on, I'm going to say we both, even if we both have differing opinions, we have to come to an arrangement. We can only have one. It's not a tier ranking it's... each. It's a collective. It's gonna, it's gonna descend into chaos. And I can't wait. It always does, though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Do you know what the Christmas invasion is for me? Do, do tell. It's it's not fifty fifty. I shouldn't have started with for me because it sounds like saying for me it's fifty fifty. No, for me, genuinely, it's giving. It really is giving in all sense of the word. I don't know about you. She's cute. Oh really? Do you think? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, I do think. Yeah. No, no, it's giving. It's it's giving. It's good, but yeah, she's cute. But it's also mm. one of those ones where if you caught me in a different mood, it's giving, and there needs to, there's like the compromise to bump it into the top bracket is like, f- yeah, fine. On a, on a different day, I'd probably go yeah, top bracket. But the thing is, Elliot, song for ten, that alone, <laughs> that alone. Is giving. I I do I do love it, and it is. Proper, do you know what I mean? It's pro- proper festive, you know, actual Christmas themed, which I like. Yeah. But yeah, uh, maybe I like others better. Oh God. Okay. Do you know what? I'm gonna have to agree with you because we have to say oh. it's cute. But you can bump it up if you want. I don't mind. I think it's giving. Okay. It can it can teeter between. Maybe we'll come back to it at the end when we've argued. No, okay, for now it's it's she's cute. Well, that means the next one is the runaway bride. Runaway bride. The runaway bride. The runaway you know what? Bride. bride. <laughs> well the thing is, with Christmas Invasion, I feel like we moved on it from it quite quickly. That's because we've already reviewed the episode. Yeah, yeah. And obviously we're going to review all of these from this point forward at some point in depth as we always do. I mean Runaway Bride isn't yeah. too far off for us, is it? This is not this is not your episode for in-depth thought and chat. No. This is just what we drank it, why we like it, why we maybe don't like it and that's it. Yeah, just a little discussion, not a big one. So speaking of The Runaway yes. Bride. Yes. Do you know what The Runaway Bride is for me? For you. It's giving. Oh my god, it's so not giving. It's cute. Come it's on. It's so good. It is the best RTD Christmas special. Okay, but here's the thing. Do you know why I disagree? Because purely for this. You're wrong. No, you're wrong, and I'll tell you why. Because you need to remove the fact that we at that point when we watched it, we don't know who Donna is. We all have a yeah, connection no, to no, Donna. I, 
and I still watch her as like almost as completely separate character because she changes so much. I, I just... like I like her characterization in Runaway Bride. Honestly, I like her as a character in that. People think she's too annoying in Runaway Bride. I, I disagree. No, I don't think she's annoying at all. I mean, I, no, never. Donna has never irritated me one second. Genuinely, um, that's also because I'm a big Catherine Tate fan. So, um. just it's so it's so so magical and so fun. And you got you got more Santa robots. You got the big spider. That's what you got. You got a big spider. Big spider. Okay, can we? Okay, because we agreed on your one for the last one. Can we just for now put it in its queue and then we can come back to it at the end? Never. Yeah, of course. Okay. But the thing is, we're on a road bride. I genuinely. I mean, I watch it every year. I love it so much. Um, I just think, for me, the reason it's not giving is because I I want to see it as its own thing and like I have to remove the fact that we love Donna for other things as well. Um, yeah. But I love Empress, Empress Ragnos. I think that's really great. I love, you know, Santa's a robot. That's all good. Um, just, yeah, and I love, I love, personally, I love its characterization. Like, what what it tells you about where yeah. the Tenth Doctor is at at that point. Makes it essential viewing rather than just a Christmas filler. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's it's essential viewing for sure. I mean, I, I think every special is essential viewing. People who think it's not, you're, no, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple. Well, yeah, no, I'm talking in the more broad sense. Obviously, there are a few here where I'm like, uh, whatever, but we'll yeah. get there. Because there were a few that I skipped when I did my actual watch through, and yep. I don't feel more enriched having watched them. <laughs> well, obviously, we've all we've all seen we've both seen all the the specials. We've seen we've watched them all. Yeah. Like we've seen them at least once. Not like yes. not that Ellie has not seen those ones. It's that that they. Yes, I mean when I was doing my re-watch. initial watch through of the yeah of the era, which I won't disclose. Yeah, j- j- just just to clarify, just to clarify for everyone. Voyage of the Damned. Kylie, Kylie Minogue. Okay. Kylie. Kylie. Kylie, Clive Swift, and Berta Cribbins. Okay, where does this sit for you? For me, and this is where I think we're going to probably start arguing. Oh where people God! Listening are going to get annoyed with me because. No. For me, it's fifty-fifty. Really? I, yeah, I just never got much out of Voyage of the Damned. I don't know. Like it's good. I I, I enjoy watching it. Yeah. Um, but I don't ever look back on it with any particular sort of fondness. Or I, it's not one I would have to watch at Christmas. For me, though, for me, I get you because for me, it's it's cute that, for Voyage of the Damned. So it's only one. One above. The only reason for that is because it's, it feels really Christmassy to me. Like, it actually feels like, oh, it's Christmas time. I feel warm and cosy when I watch it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it does have, like, a nice little magical heart and Clive Swift dancing off having won all that money at the end of the episode is lovely. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I I just, I like it when a Christmas special feels like it's set at Christmas because that's what it should be, you know? Yeah. Um, Okay, for now, and we're not just taking it in turns to pick, I will sit with you at it's 50-50, but, well, sorry, didn't take it properly. For me, it's 50-50, but we will come back to that one because I think, I think I can push you up a little bit. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, this is it's going to get so much worse from here on out. No, but, but genuinely, though... <laughs> I really love Kylie in this. She does a phenomenal... She's actually a really good actress. Who would have thought? Oh, yeah. yeah. For for what is essentially stunt casting, she is great. I also love that 
David Tennant used to have a crush on Kylie Minogue and like I feel like that was part of the casting as well, which is quite funny. Everyone loves Banakafalata as well. Banakafalata, cyborg, host. <laughs> and I love, I love that Duke is in it from Tracy Beaker. I forget the actor's name, yeah. but he plays Duke. Yes, they're they're a good couple. Again, I can't remember the characters' names, but they're they're a good couple in that. They are. It's it's just a lot of fun. I'm sorry. Look, I'm going to negotiate you now. Is there no way you can go up to? It's cute because it's so wholesome. Yes, but only because I can now hold leverage over you for something else in the future. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. So yes, she's cute. Fine. Fantastic. So next <laughs> is the next doctor. How funny. How hilarious of me. Uh, and this is where my leverage comes in, because the next Doctor, my, she's cute. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Most people hate the next Doctor. No, 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 I'm going to need to come adore. in Je adore. Yeah, je adore, darling. Yeah, it's not, it's not creme de la creme, it's not giving, but my word, she is cute. Do you know what? It would be giving. Do you know what holds it back for me? Just tell you need David Morrissey's character to save the day at the end. That's literally the whole point. Do you know what I mean? Literally, yeah. Change that, and I think you got you got one of the best Christmas specials ever on your hands. At least have him save his own kid. For the love of Christ, come on! Like I love, I love the hot air balloon scene where you know um, he's like that doctor on high. You know he never gets thanked and all of that kind of thing. I love that. But at least have him save his own child. Like Tim was just like, "You had your moment. It's my time now." It's like, no, bitch, step to the side, okay? And I'm a little biased because I love David Morrissey. Oh yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, just as an actor, I just he's such a powerhouse. I just anything I watch him in, like I am glued to the screen. And he's so good as Jackson Lake, and I find that whole arc heartbreaking. And I love yeah. Cyberman as well. I just enjoy the Cyberman plot. It's fun. I love the design. And I also love um Mrs. what's her name? Hartigan. I really like Mrs. Hartigan in it. A lot of people have a lot of beef and it's like, well, she's just a villain for an episode. She, you know what I mean? Like she, she she I think on her own she's giving, to be fair. Um and I think maybe my most controversial uh-huh. Doctor Who fan tech. Well, I assumed I assumed it was that one, honestly, and I'm glad we agree because most people do hate the next Doctor. But I, I really like the design of the Cyber Shades. I don't understand their purpose, but they look cool and they do what they're designed to do in the story, which is look weird and cool, and I like it. I wish they'd come back. For me, they're 50-50, but they're also really fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Like... I don't know what they do. They're not remotely cybernetic anyway, but they look cool. I really like... Obviously, the design doesn't hold up anymore, but the Cyber King is very fun. Mm. That whole thing. Is, it's just fun! It's, it's fun! fun. But, but also, do you know what I love the most in this episode? And I'm sorry, I'm going to say it because no one gives her the fucking credit she deserves. Rosita. That's my bitch. Yeah. That's my girl. That is my ride or die. She's my best friend. And one day, if you're lucky, podcast listeners, I will be able to dole out my occasionally quite good David Morrissey impression for you. I've never heard it, so I'm excited. It's because when I think about it too much, it doesn't come, but sometimes it is gold. Next up, it's uh, Trauma Central. Next up, um, Trauma Lane. Trauma, 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 trauma. Uh, end of time, part one and two. Yes, part two came out in uh, New Year's. We'll ignore that because it's a co- it's a collective story. The first part came out at Christmas, so chill. I mm, 
what do you think? Sorry, I'm I'm struggling with this one. I'm really struggling with it. For me, it's fifty fifty. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Because that's what I was thinking. Almost literally, half of it is very good and half of it is not that good. Yeah, it's. Do you know what it is for me? For you, uh, because it's fifty fifty. Um, <laughs> it's like it's a good episode. It's a good story. It doesn't fill me with Christmas joy. It doesn't make me feel cozy. It just makes me feel sad and makes me feel terrified, and I don't like it. Um, do you know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, because that's something I will have an issue with later. Is I think sometimes Christmas specials being dominated by a regeneration story is not a good idea. Agreed. Um, I think, yeah, first part is genuinely really uh, amazing, well put together. Doesn't fill me with any Christmas joy or hope or spirit at all. But it's like fun, and I really like the yeah. first part, and then. Second part, I like the latter half with all the regeneration stuff, but like the story just kind of plods for the second part. Yeah, and like, say, go sorry. on, go on. No, no, uh, you go. Just okay. love Timothy Dalton as Rassilon. Love Wilf oh, and his yeah. antlers. I love the spit. The spit is just yeah, right flaky in your face. gauntlet. Um, the flaky gauntlet, which I've mentioned God. before. The but yeah, like in the special, the only Christmassy things about it is Wilf with the little antlers. And Rose and Ten at the end, like in the snow and the Powell estate. And maybe the vague Christmas decorations up in the cafe where Ten yeah. really brutally says, I'm going to die. Yeah, and then, and then um, yeah, just make, uh, no. Uh, uh, when at Christmas time, I'm already recovering from probably what was quite a questionable year. I don't need to start crying over David Tennant again, please. Um, side note, sidebar, um, at... Comic Con, as you all know, that I attended where I met David Tennant and Jodie Whittaker. What? Um, <sighs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, uh, there was a girl who was dressed really good, Rose Tyler cosplay from End of Time Part 2. And I went up to her and I just went, oh, really? I was like, I really love your costume. And she was like, thank you so much. And I was like, it's great. It's really great. I just had that to. She looks so good. A great outfit as well, to be fair, with the beanie so, and the scarf. If a gangly, tall person in an electric blue top with a Carhartt jacket, came up to you and said that. That was me. And if that was you, well done. <laughs> yeah, please, I hope it was you. I want some magic to happen. Christmas magic. Yes, I want some Christmas magic. Okay, and the next one is... Uh, it's actually so stressful. <laughs> it's a Christmas carol. Oh! Yeah. I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna to let you start because you have a lot to say. Please, please remove my head. No, I so disagree. I just it's, can't stress it enough. I I think this would be fine. It would be fine. Like, it wouldn't be anything exceptional. It would be fine if it wasn't for... I almost put it in Moffat Shakes Fist just because of the Moffat-isms. But no, it's, it's, it's atrociously boring with horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible... horrible I mean, the first joke, the first joke in the whole episode is a sex joke, and I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah, I'll give you that." I'll God, you that. Yeah. Um, which I hate, by the way. I hate that. Um, hate that. Hate that so much. Yeah. And then there's a really boring love story that I don't care about. Oh. Um, Catherine Jenkins cannot act. Uh, oh. I don't care about the Doctor trying to sleep with Marilyn Monroe, which feels incredibly inappropriate. Considering everything hope. she went through, and then no, on top no, of but, that, oh. another another person 
meets someone as a child and then falls in love with the sexy adult version of themselves. What the what are you doing, fuck Steve? are you doing, Steve? What is going on? <laughs> I want to have Christmas around your house. You're a, you're a monster with a bad beard. Stop it. Are you done? Damn, quite likes this one. I, uh, no, honestly, I could, go, I could go on for ages. I don't think we can view this one on the pod because I'll just get angry. I really like this episode. It's one of my favourite Christmas specials. I watch so it every year. Good. It makes me even cry. If I, even if I didn't have these issues with it, though, like I think, because the conceit is fun, right? Like I like the idea of for the plot to happen, the Doctor has to do a Christmas Carol. I think that's a really fun idea. Yeah, it just sidetracks into boring. This for ages. I don't get uh, it. No, see, look, right. Sorry, can I have my little rant about why I really like it? No. Well, I'm going to. <laughs> um, Michael Gambon is great in this. He is doing a good performance. He is wonderful in this. I, yes, did I fancy young Kazran? Yes, I did. Okay, I did. I fancied him. Okay, it's fine. It is what it no, is. Be careful because Catherine Jenkins probably fancies young you. Her character. Oh, God. Yeah. No, okay, that whole thing is dodge. I will give you that. That's why it's not giving for me. For me, this is, it's cute. This is it. It's cute for me, purely for that reason alone. But I really like Catherine Jenkins in this. I really do. I don't think she's phenomenal, but like her, the, the song that she sings always makes me cry. Always makes me cry. I have a okay. If you don't know this about me, I have a shark phobia. I have a very very serious shark phobia that I actually need to go to therapy for. It's not even funny, but the shark in this episode I can tolerate because obviously it's, it, it doesn't look like a real shark. But usually, even with anything that resembles a shark, I'm like having a panic attack. So we, we were all very proud of Damla when she was able to watch the Suicide Squad. No, genuinely though, like King Shark actually terrified me, but I, I got through it. But then again, he was kind of cute. Do you know what I mean? It, it just I we'll get we'll get to my shark phobia another day. Um, but I just really enjoy the love story. I do, I do. I'm sorry. I do. Um, I love that the shark uh, makes them swim uh, in the air with the sleigh. I think it's really sweet. I really hope my phone isn't hearing me saying the word shark a million times because then it will come up on my TikTok and Instagram, so that's stressful. Um, I just... I don't know, man. It it gives me it gives me Christmas vibes. I will say the whole Amy and Rory sideline storyline is just well, what's going on. Um yeah, I just think if it was just streamlined into like doing three distinct Ghost of Christmas Past, Present, Future with the Doctor, Amy, Rory taking on those personalities. Yeah. Like, it would just be so much more enjoyable. I don't know. I just don't know why it gallivants off down this thing. It's just not very interesting. And the fish, I don't even understand. I don't know. I don't understand it, but I love it. I'm sorry. I do. Okay, right. Because we're not going to agree here, we're have to gonna we we have to stick it in fifty fifty. Because we're not going to agree here, so we have to go in the middle, don't we? And not even can I not even persuade you into a Moffat Shakespeare? Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. No, it gives There's me joy. Nothing, nothing you find deplorable. Well, no, 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 no. There are Moffat isms. That's why it's not giving for me, right? Because the whole when she sees him when he was younger and blah 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 blah. You know, owning a person is not. No, that's not okay. And maybe being like, hey, we're having really hot sex back here, everybody. Because I'm dressed as a stripper. Hot yeah, it's sex. Just, there's a lot of Moffatisms in this. However, I just, the storyline itself and like 
the, the emotions that I feel. I can't help myself, okay? It makes me emotional. Yeah, so we'll put it in 50-50. 50 representing the things you like, 50 representing the things I loathe. But for yes. me, just to reiterate, please remove my head and never make me watch Christmas Carol again. And for me, it's it's cute. But overall, it's 50-50. It's, uh, for me, it's 50-50. Next up is quite possibly, for me, the most irrelevant Christmas special that I think has ever graced our screens. Honest to God, I, I just don't... I, I No. For me, this is a Moffat Shakespeare's fist. I'll be honest. That's interesting, because for me, it's a Moffat Shakespeare's fist. Ah! Ah, got you. Do you want to know something, Elliot? Do you want to know Do something? This would be in Please Remove My Head if it wasn't for that last scene, because that last scene always makes me tear up. Do you want Because I, I did make some quick quick notes on these. Yes. Just to literally, you know, like one sentence notes. My notes genuinely say boring, almost worth it for the ending. Yeah, because the ending is just, you know, fuck the rest of it. But the end yeah. is when Eleven, <sighs> yeah, oh, when Eleven turns up on Amy and Rory's doorstep and Karen Gillan's acting in this. Why did she steal the entire episode? Please tell me. I mean, Karen Gillan steals most things she's in. but um. And then, oh, I don't know, Matt's little tear, though. Oh, he's oh bless him. But like, do you know what it is? It's when it was like, oh come on, we've uh, Rory's like we've saved a space for you, and the doctor's like, you didn't know I was coming. Why did you save me a space? And then Amy's just like, ah, because we always do. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas. It's Christmas, you moron. Oh, it's just stunning. But unfortunately, what 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 comes before that is. Yet again, a toxic relationship being glorified. Um, if someone's, just to clarify, if someone is following you home and pestering you until you go out with them, call the police, babe. Call the actual police. Call the police, please. It's not endearing. It's not cute. It's really creepy. And you know what? It's not okay. Moffat. 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 Oh, Claire Skinner. Love her. Oh, no, she's amazing. She's amazing. Big outnumbered fan. So outnumbered is so good. Um, I mean, total like middle class panic, but it's good. I will say, you know the girl. I forget the girl's name in this because I don't care. Um, but I know the actor's name. The actress. What's her name? Holly Earl. Holly Earl. She's a great actress. However, she looks like a twenty-something playing a teenager. It, it's not convincing. Which I've got to say is also hampering her career because now that she is a 20-something, she also mostly carries on playing teenagers because she looks like a 20-something playing a teenager. It's just ridiculous. Like, she's supposed to play like a 12 or 14-year-old and she looks 26. Like, what are you doing? Poor girl. It's just also, it's like the story's just really uninteresting. And again, I don't root for this father figure guy because it's like, uh, hello, you're harassing the woman. What are you doing? I think the idea as well of Moffat doing classic stories but like doing twists on them is really good had he not like tripped and fell down the stairs whilst doing the first two um it would have been a good thread to do his christmas specials it's just it's just also it's just not very it's very low budget as well and like no you know again i completely as someone who works not in the specific sector of the industry but like i understand when deadlines are tight and budget is running out you have to cut corners but that edit of the episode is so messy the sound design is so messy the whole thing 
the only thing that was good was the creature design for like the tree people. That was actually not too bad, and I'd love to see a figure of those. Um, but the editing, uh, Ellie, I don't know if you found this, but the editing was just really bad. Like, uh, I don't know, it felt unfinished to me. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's it, the episode couldn't keep my attention, and I don't think that the script is awful. I think it's just yeah, it's not cut in a particularly interesting or dynamic way. Yeah, exactly. So that is Moffat Shakes Fist. Moffat? For the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe. And that means up next it is the Snowmen. Christ. The return, of course, of the Great Intelligence. Actually, imagine... Just a giant snow globe. Imagine wasting Ian McKellen. (laughs) Imagine wasting Richard E. Grant. Imagine... Oh, wait, it did. Imagine bringing back the great intelligence just to do nothing. This is teetering for me. Uh, I was saying for me because it keeps it makes it sound like we're going in the fifty-fifty. It's not in the fifty-fifty. It's either Moffat or please remove my head. I'm teetering between the two. You're going to cinch it for me here. See, for for me, it's been so. I so I didn't get time to rewatch them all. I have seen the Snowmen and only about a year ago. Um, gut instinct, I said. It's fifty-fifty, mm. but I'm probably easily going to be swayed another way. I just remember enjoying it enough, being entertained, liking yeah. Jenna Coleman, thinking it's criminal they dared dress her as a Victorian. Um, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, that's true. And the scene where she finds the TARDIS on the clouds is lovely. Right. Do you know what it is? Can I? I'll say some positives. Let me say some positives. Jenna Coleman is that bitch. She will always be that bitch. She is literally an icon. She is the moment. She is the impossible girl. This is wrapped up in a skirt that's just a little bit too tight. Save it because I will have things to say about that later. Not in this episode, but obviously when we talk about Series 7. Ding dong, okay. Yeah, another positive... I think the costume design in this episode is wonderful. It's really good. Like, really good. Like, Matt's outfit is amazing. Jenna's outfit, I mean, she looks great in them as well. Definitely the awakening of my bisexual panic. Part of it, anyway. Um, You know, the costumes are so wonderful and so stunning. So the costume designer, 10 out of 10. It may have been Ray Holman, I'm not sure. Uh, You know, that's probably wrong, but whatever. Um... I love the TARDIS being on a cloud. I don't know about you, but I think that that's wonderful imagery. Really lovely. Um, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Stunning. Um, stunning? Ma- oh, stunning. Uh, Murray, the soundtrack for this episode is gorgeous. I love this soundtrack. Uh, Clara's theme is one of my favourite themes of the entire show. And then, you know, you get the inappropriate sexual innuendos, the assault, the... Um, the inappropriate touching, the just, just, you know, it's trying to do a lot. And then, you know, just a Sherlock Holmes reference because Stephen can't help but, you know, indulge himself. Um, I just, and you know, you know us, we love fun. We love fun with capital F. Um, but like, why was he dressed as Sherlock Holmes? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And, like, the snowman talking at the start is so crap because the child actor is so rubbish. Uh, Sorry. Um, He was like, I don't want to talk to anyone. They're silly. They're silly. (laughs) Fuck off. 
Fuck off. <laughs> I'm not going home. Not really. Don't. Don't. The best, the best line ever delivered by a child actor in anything. It's great. Um, but yeah, and then another thing, sorry, another thing that really pissed me off. Uh, Clara saying, uh, Mr. Tardis actually mentioned this in his video, but Clara saying the word pond because it needed to be said in the episode to move the story forward. <laughs> so, yeah, the, li- the, the writing in this episode is lazy. It's so lazy. So, we're going to settle on a Moffat chick's fist. If that's okay with you. Yeah, because I've said 50-50, but again, I don't I, I don't recall enough of its bad traits to make more of an informed decision, but I'm also I'm aware of who Stephen Moffat is, and I'm sure it's well-deserving of a Moffat shakes fist. I'll be honest, honestly, Elliot, I think if you rewatch it, like, rewatch it around Christmas time, you're going to agree with me. I, I have no doubt about that. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I wish I'd got to. I'm just sort of backdating this a little, but... Yeah, when I rewatch it, I'll let you know. One last thing I want to say before we move on. The what the laziest bit of writing in the episode is when Clara goes in the TARDIS and she's like, oh, is there a kitchen? And he was like, another first, another question I've never heard of. And then she's like, oh, I don't know. It's just, I like making souffles. Oh, <laughs> imagine being that shit. No, it's bad. Bad writing. Well... I'm glad that later on we get one of the best scenes of someone going into the TARDIS for the first time. Eek. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ding dong. It's time to talk about Time of the Doctor. Um... So, if you don't mind, I'm just going to say something quickly. Um, I hadn't watched this episode for a long time because um, I really love Matt's Doctor and, like, you know, I did, did, I don't rewatch End of Time a lot either because, I obviously, Tennant is my Doctor, but, like, I also love Matt's Doctor. I love Eleven as well. And I just don't like watching the regenerate. It makes me sad. So, anyway, I was rewatching this and I remember actually quite enjoying it when I first watched it. This is a mess. This is an absolute unhinged pile of wank. It's so... It's actually not good. It's actually not a good episode. I don't like it. Which which bracket does it slide into? For me... Again, it slides into Moffat Shakespeare's. I'll be really honest. Mm. The whole... And do you know what? why it really goes down there, Elliot? Let's get to the knit and the grit. The Doctor... The whole naked church thing, it's so inappropriate and so problematic. Like, it's like, 
at the end of the day, I'm not going to go too much into this because when we talk about the episode in the future, we'll get into it. But this is also a family show and children are present. You are teaching them the wrong message. You are not allowed. It is not okay to be naked in front of people who did not consent for you to see them naked. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's really, really not funny. So uh, I don't remember that scene, which is kind of terrible, but that does sound pretty awful. I think I must have just been so numb at that point after watching so much Stephen Moffat written stuff. Can I quickly tell you what it is? Can I just quickly tell you? I mean, yes, then I will finally get to say my bracket as yeah. well. Yeah, I just, I just really want to tell you because it angers me so much. So the doctor picks up Clara because she's trying to, you know, cook the turkey and get Christmas dinner ready. She walks in and he goes, Clara! And he's butt naked. And she's like, oh my God, don't move, don't move. And he was like, what? And she's like, you're naked. And he's like, yes, I am. And then she's like, why are you naked? And he's like, because I'm going to church. Um, And then he puts a perception filter so Clara can see him clothed. And then they go and see Clara's family and none of them can see that perception filter. So he's just naked in the living room. Um, and then later on, Clara also has to be naked to go to church, and they're all just naked. It's really fucked up. It just, no. But like, what's the? What's the fucking point? He wrote this episode yeah. with a massive hard on. That's what he did. But like, you can't. Uh, yeah. Like, if it's an adult show, then you can have that joke work more. Where like, it doesn't work in this because they have to be clothed at all times, as is appropriate for a show for kids. So, like, what's the, what's the point? Yeah, it's just you silly. Know, you can achieve the same thing with the joke of just he has to wear a silly hat to go to church. Yeah, you just do that. Like, oh, why have you got a massive hat on, Doctor? Because I'm going to church. That's funny. That's funny. Sounds I'm like Stephen Moffat had a massive hat on. <sighs> he really did. No, honestly, Stephen, just go have a little moment with yourself before you start putting pen to paper, please. <laughs> anyway, you give your thoughts. Sorry, I just had a little rant. You go, you go. Um, no thoughts, head empty. Don't really remember much about this episode. Uh, Slapped slapped it slapped it with a uh, for me it's fifty fifty but to be honest like don't really remember much about it remember the doctor in old age old age makeup I don't like Christmas episodes being overshadowed by regenerations and that was kind of it so I was like pretty confident that I remember at the time going like yeah yeah that was okay but uh, God it sounds worse than I remembered and like you know the whole Tasha Lem thing where like they're flirting the entire time and it's like it's like trying to be River and Eleven energy and it's just failing and then like he kisses her at the end and she literally says verbatim only kiss me when i ask you to and then it's played off as a joke and it's like ha ha consent isn't something to joke about ha moffat moffat so can we agree that this is a moffat shakespeare's oh yeah i don't want to say too much about but just before closing out, I don't want to say too much about his regeneration because we will touch on it when we talk about the episode. All I'll say is, you know how I feel about the sneeze regeneration. We don't need to go any further. And all I'll say is, um, without wishing to spoil thoughts on the whole thing, gotta say, I really, I really love the line, any minute he's a coming. Oh, that's no, that's really, a good line. It's really creepy, but good. I like the way Matt says it. It's all mysterious, but also quite sinister. So, the first one of the Peter Capaldi era. Yeah. Last Christmas. And guess what, Elliot? Every Christmas is last Christmas. And she's cute. Agreed. So cute. 
I was not expecting because I knew it was the one with Father Christmas in. Yes. I was not expecting a horror story based under siege. I uh, like heads up. I'd never seen this episode, um, ever. Really? No, like, like I'd not seen this. I'd not seen Christmas Carol. I'd not seen Doctor Widow in the wardrobe, and I'd not seen uh, Doctor Mysterio. Um, and yeah, I, this was this was great. Yeah, I so fun fact. I obviously I'd seen this episode when it first aired, and uh, once another time after that, and I actually didn't like it when I first saw it. Um, I don't know what was going through my messed up head. I really don't know. Now rewatching it, I'm like, but well, why is this one of the best Christmas specials that's ever come out? Please tell me. Literally it is. It's so good. That last scene between 12 and Clara, perfection. Like, the acting, I can't. Now that I'm here, so a running joke on the podcast is I'm not a big fan of 12. I have a feeling when we get to 12's episode, this might change. Not in series eight, because... Anyway. Um... In every Christmas special that I've watched of Peter's, I loved 12. I really did. And in this, he has that right balance of being still a bit spiky from Series 8, but like yes. mellowing. Because the yes. mention of Danny Pink is very interesting in this episode, it's I think. It's very interesting, yes, yes. Just to elicit that kind of, just to stop Clara thinking about the head crabs, the dream crabs. Yeah. But... She gets so angry, and it's good. It's just good. It's just filled with good drama. I love a base under siege. I love that woman who's not Jodie Whittaker, but is Jodie Whittaker because they've got the same haircut, and the same accent. Um, oh my god! I love when she's like, "We should all just like um, swap, swap numbers, and we can like meet up." Yeah, she and then oh, and then she's alone, and but she picks out the list and she forgives like oh, I, don't know, I assume her partner or something. Like she crosses that off the itinerary list. I'm like, oh. Um. But, you know, I, I think it's really sweet. I'll be honest with you. Obviously, there was that whole thing of, like, Jenna was going to leave at the end of this episode and then she changed her mind and stayed for another series or something like that. I don't know about that. I, mean, wasn't, I think, wasn't she going to leave at the end of Series 8? Then yeah. she stayed on for the Christmas special, which they weren't expecting. Then she decided to stay on for Series 9, which yeah. just caused loads of problems. Which, of course, like, fair enough, Jenna can do what she wants, but I know that caused lots of issues with writing and stuff. Yeah. I will say... If she had left in this episode, the way it ended, I would have actually been perfectly happy. It would be really sad, but just the whole, you know, every Christmas is last Christmas. And then, you know, him help the, the parallel between the time of the Doctor as well, where, like, uh, Clara had to help Eleven pull the Christmas cracker, and then he had to do the same with her because she was old and she couldn't pull it. Oh, I'm going to cry thinking about it. No, literally. Also, Jenna Coleman in Old Age Makeup, like, she was, she was, act her acting was just, she, I can't. Yeah. It's not actually oh. distracting old age makeup. It looks good. Like, and the way her voice changed and just, oh my God. And just, I really enjoy it. And I love like how you think the episode's going to end because they're all going to wake up and whatever. And then it goes a little bit eerie because Nick Frost's um, Santa Claus is like, Clara, you should re really be waking up now. And she's like, just a little bit longer. And you're like, hold on a fucking minute. What's going on? Oh, it's so good. This is um, very 12 Clara heavy episode, isn't it? Yeah, but it's fucking class. It's so good. And is is this it? It's giving. I feel like it's giving. <sighs> I feel like it's giving, you know. No, I feel like it's giving. It's giving, isn't it? It's giving. It's giving. It's giving. It's giving. It's giving. Yeah, we've talked each other into its hype. It's giving. No, but it is because now when I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, it was so good. Yeah, it is. It's giving. And you know what? If I can have the 
if I can have the, the final words on this, two things I've got to say. First of all, love a story that wears its references on its sleeve. Not only do they talk about Alien on her itinerary to watch list is both The Thing and Alien, incredibly on the nose, incredibly stupid. Love it. And also, you watch, you watch a lovely day, a heartfelt Christmas special. Everyone sat around the TV watching it. The Doctor and Clara, they go off in the TARDIS, and right at the end there's one old Satsuma. Yes. Because it's in the window. I just had to do that. It's so oh yeah. No, it's it's wonderful. It's a very wonderful episode. Hello sweetie. Uh I don't know what to say. I, do, I mean I'm tempted to just go it's giving. Move on. But Yeah, I... no no really and truly. No, but like where's the lie because it's the most giving it's ever it's the most it's ever given. This is the most giving of giving. This is the most I've ever received in my life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't. I, didn't. <laughs> I received so much from this. <laughs> Why do I want to cry? I'm actually tearing up. <laughs> Just. Oh. <laughs> okay, but like. <laughs> it's. it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of crying. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, oh it's perfect oh from start to finish. I love King Hydroflax. I love. Oh, it's so dumb. I love it. <laughs> I love Twelve's hatred of uh, monarchy. I yes love Alex Kingston. I love River Song. I love 12 having to pretend to see the TARDIS for the first time. It's so oh good. Oh, my God. Even the little fourth wall break is so much fun. And oh, and when she realises in the restaurant that it is the oh. Doctor and, oh, and everything, the realisation that she's not going to see him again, but how long is a night on Derillium? 24 years is just... Yeah. Oh, the singing towers and... Why, Murray, why haven't you released the soundtrack? It's actually criminal. What the? What are you doing? Murray, what are you doing, it's Murray? That song that's playing when they're at the singing towns is amazing. And there's a bit like earlier on during like an action scene where um, they do some really good um, like I Am The Doctor stuff, I think, like kind of light motifs. Yeah. And as much as I don't like the episodes, we'll get into them as well. In Series 9, there's some great episodes, uh, which is familiar, has some amazing Dalek theme stuff. Like it's so good yeah. to release the soundtrack. Okay, I'm going to put it out there. This is really controversial. This is my favourite Doctor and River pairing. 12 and River are perfect. They're perfect. Literally the perfect chemistry. Perfect. So good. Like, obviously, I like 11 and River as well. Of course I do. But in one episode, 12 and River were just perfect. They, I have no no problems. I always, I like 11 and River, but I always feel like I prefer them when their relationship is more mature. Yes. It's um, so why, like, for, for me, her favourite appearance with Smith is in um, Angels Take Manhattan. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, I, and then I like, I like 10 and River, obviously, it was all hinging on that, but yes. because they don't know each other, you don't get any of that kind of magicness with it. Or, like, he doesn't oh know her, God. sorry. It just, it makes me emotional, honestly. Like, the way Peter says, hello, sweetie. I need it in a jar, bottled up forever, so I can just drink from it when I need to feel something. Yeah, and the context is all right, yeah, because she just, yeah, the way she looks at him, he just goes, hello, sweetie. I 
I remember liking this first time around, but I yeah, I same, same. I liked I it. Didn't realize how much I yeah. loved Husbands of Riverside. It took a rewatch for me to be like, oh, hold on, oh my god, hold on, this is the best Christmas special I've ever seen. Yeah, like I oh remember enjoying King Hydroflex anyway, but I just I do. I'll be honest. The only negative for me of this episode is is it Greg Davis? Hmm. As Hydroflex, like I like it, but it was kind of sometimes it was getting on my nerves a little bit. Uh, it didn't ruin it for me, so it's fine. Yeah, um, I think I think for me, he would if like if the others didn't play off him so well. So like even when he's just talking in like the bag, like I like to see when they're in the restaurant and he's like ranting in the bag, but then River and that's funny. Twelve were just laughing, losing yeah. their minds. <laughs> it's so good. I always forget that Nardole is introduced in this episode. Mm, and I, I I like Nardole. I like Nardole in this episode. Sorry, Nardole. Sorry, not all. Um, um, and even though it's even though it's another weird sex thing, I got to say there's something incredibly iconic about River catching the diamond between her breasts. But do you know what it is? It doesn't feel all of the little, mo- uh, you know, those kind of things in this episode. They don't bother me as much for some reason. I feel like because they just feel funny. They don't feel like forced in there because Stephen was feeling a bit special that night when he wrote it like it just it feels like it's funny it's part of the comedy you know yeah and she's like showing off for yeah her husband yeah oh my god soon to be husband also can i say another thing can i say another thing yes this is another big statement sweeping statement i'm gonna make this is my. F- this is the best twelve has ever been. This, this. If twelve was like this in this episode, like all the time, he'd be like one of my top two doctors. I loved him in this episode. He was perfect in this episode. Like literally, Peter. What the fuck were you on, babe? Because yes. Yes, but I, I like him all the time. You know, I like. It. I like him all the time. Mm, he, yeah. he he elevates crap in my which yeah, I know that, sounds bad, but true. like he carries the weight of especially series eight for me personally, series eight and series nine, he carries the weight of those on his shoulders. Um, fair, fair. Being an acting powerhouse in some pretty bad episodes. Um I agree. But but yeah, like he is phenomenal in this episode, but uh, yeah. I think he continues to be phenomenal in some in some other ones. Um yeah. Oh, final thing I'll just say is I love that they crash land on that planet. He gives the gem to the guy to build the restaurant, then goes forward, yeah. finds out the next booking for a restaurant's in four hours, four years, sorry. Four years, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, River wakes up and comes out of the TARDIS and it's four years. And oh. and Alex Kingston looks amazing, can I just say? I mean, when when doesn't she look amazing? And also, and so uh, does... I love... Yeah, 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 yeah. What you going to say? So, so does great. Peter. I love that. Oh, and the little. Do you know what? I thought they were going to kiss in this episode, but I love that little look they give each other at the end. That lovely little like, oh, <laughs> that's that. I'm, uh, let, let's move one on. One of the best. We're just going to cry if we don't. And I might on. go rewatch it after this. <laughs> Me too. My turn for the return of Doctor Mysterio. Ha <laughs> ha. Look, I will be first to admit that when I was not watching the show, yeah. um, the posters, the thumbnails, and the box art for this made me roll my eyes deeply into the back of my head and go, what the fuck is this show doing? But yeah. you know what? It's 50-50. And I'll tell you for why. I'll tell you why. For why. For me. Because I enjoyed it thoroughly. 
there is not an ounce of Christmas. Yeah. Like, in terms of actual episodes, really, really, really liked it. In terms of our Christmas special ranking, it's a 50-50 because there's just no, the Christmas is just not relevant at all. To me, this felt like a New Year special, not a Christmas special. But it, you know, was brought out on the 25th of December, so we're talking about it. Um, I, again, I agree with you. Uh, it's definitely 50-50. I remember when I first watched it, again, I have memories of not, like, hating this, actually. And I think it's because of how hateful the poster design and, like, the whole... I'll be honest, this episode does not look good. It looks really bad. Um, it. Fi- I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, you know, again, I don't like to, you know, criticise crew members for any job or part of job they do, but it looks cheap. Everything looks really cheap. Like, the sets look awful. I just, mm-mm. I don't like how this episode looks as well. However, the story, the acting, and how wholesome it is, that's why it's a 50-50, but mainly it doesn't feel Christmassy enough. For me, favourite moment, and it's a tiny little thing, but it's because it's one of my favourite Tenth Doctor lines in an episode that I don't like. It's when they're standing in the kitchen, and I think... Um, Do you mean Twelfth Doctor? No. no. No, I mean Tenth. I'm on the right track. What's oh, the okay. What's the nerd? What's the nerd called? The guy who's the superhero. Oh, Grant. Grant, that's it. Um, because it's one of my favourite Tenth Doctor lines that then gets... A shout out here um, that I love as well, and Peter also delivers it really in an understated way. Is that like talking in the kitchen and Grant says something, and then he's like, "Yeah, I think he, I think as then twelve was walking off, he just goes, he says, hey, Doctor, are you okay?'" And he goes, "I'm always okay." Yeah, I like I that. Was, I like oh, that. Oh, that every time the Doctor says that line, it hits me really hard, especially because this is after. Is after Husbands of River Song as well, right? Like he's been yeah. gone for twenty four years. Everything's just happened. I can feel that oozing off of yeah. twelve as well, and it's good. Oh. It's good. It's a good episode. Really good. But where's the Christmas? Yeah. yeah, there's no Christmas, and I don't know. I mean, do you agree with what I say in terms of like the way the episode looks? It just doesn't oh, yeah. look very. I mean, good. that hero costume is terrible. No, I actually quite like that because I think it's taking the piss, which I find quite funny. I just think the rooftop set is so bad um yeah and yeah the, i just the cheap new york metal fire escape balcony that's like not in yeah anywhere near new york yeah i appreciate that steve tried to get it to go continental but mixed results yeah mixed results i agree i agree but yeah no it is definitely fun and i would definitely watch it again it's just it's a for me it's 50 50 Twice Upon a Time, the last one. The last one coming up right at you. We've not had a Christmas special since Twice Upon a Time. What is going on? I know, and no shade to Chibnall or anything, but New Year, it's just not as good. Not as good as a Christmas Day special. No, it's not. Okay, I'm going to come in hot with a controversial bit of info from my brain. The ending makes me cry. Sorry, it does. This is this is a really hard one to talk about. It really is. No, it's so hard. Look, it's it's a Moffat Shakespeare's Moffat because I have fun when I watch this. Yes, I find the Same. The, the journey is enjoyable, and I like the end. I do like the end. It does make me emotion. I just think the. It, it, it's obvious 
that they didn't plan for this to happen. I didn't, I don't like, didn't like, I don't like um, Mark Gaddis's character. I don't find any of that thing stuff interesting. It doesn't add anything to the story. And of course, the biggest one overall is is how it how it approaches the first Doctor as a character. No, I agree. I think it's the first Doctor is the issue, isn't it? Can you? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to take over the whole segment. But like, can you? Are you? Can you indulge me? Just for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Because there's there's a little angry fan part of me that doesn't like it. Kind of adding on an, an extra little bit to the tenth planet, and I think part of that comes from the tenth planet part four not existing and the regeneration scene not existing properly in context for the rest of the episode, and that sort of being yeah. such a, a, a culturally significant thing, and that being lost to time, it feels weird having it been bolted on here with a Christmas special that ultimately doesn't really do much with that premise. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I think it's always a bad idea to try and tell two regeneration stories at once, because this actually ends up being a very, very touching story but mostly actually kind of about the first doctor he's kind of the one who gets the nice story arc in this one that Tog was kind of forgotten about for most of it which is a shame because it's his story you want him to go out with a bang um that feels odd obviously david bradley is so good as a reason he keeps playing the first doctor he is astounding i just have a problem it's a problem i think a lot of people have with the characterization of the first doctor he he's a parody of the first doctor especially as well when you, I think when people first start watching Doctor Who, this is the version of the first Doctor they have in their mind, which is totally valid. You know, he's a little spiky. He's a bit sort of 60s sexist because it was the 1960s. Um, and he is quite violent and he's very standoffish. Um, and of course, I'm not going to pretend that those issues don't permeate sometimes about the series. Like, you know, it's a series made a very long time ago. There are the occasional sexist comments. But this, like, characterising of him, of just this constant, like vile, misogynistic, hateful man is, I think, damaging to William Hartnell's legacy. It's a weird way to portray the First Doctor. And it's just also just not consistent with where that character was at at that period in time. Where he was at at the end of The Tenth Planet is completely just a mellowed, lovely, old grandpa figure. You know, he's never grumpy. He just asserted dominance when he needed to over people who were doing wrong, like the Cybermen in The Tenth Planet. And it just makes me ashamed that this is like the only representation of that Doctor that a lot of people might see on screen because a lot of people don't watch classic Doctor Who. A lot of people don't watch 60s black and white, you know, 4x3 TV and there's nothing wrong with that. And it annoys me that their only impression of that Doctor will be either him sitting on a green screen talking to 13 or it will be him making misogynistic comments about how women should make tea in the TARDIS. Don't like it. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I do enjoy the episode, though. I don't really have anything else more constructive to say, so whatever you need to say, yeah, you go ahead. That was really beautifully put, actually. I have to say, that was. Well done. It just hurts me. No, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, The whole, like, you know, aren't all women made of glass? <laughs> all that shit it's just boring and like yeah i don't have to rehash it you said it perfectly um i will say that when when um the doctor was like i when elliot is now holding up their david bradley first doctor figure because um who hurt you 
who hurt, hurt you? you? Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like when the doctor said, you know, uh, I have had experience with the fairer sex. And then Bill is like, so have I. That was kind of a serve, not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Also, I love Bill Potts. Love her so much. Like when they have a little hug at one point, that was quite sweet. I will say, for me, this is 50-50, this episode. Because I love the last like 10-15 minutes. I really love the last 10-15 minutes. Um, Makes me cry, actually. And I know that's probably quite sad to some people, but it makes me cry. Um, I find... The way they brought Bill back was weird. The whole testimony thing is just a bit weird and I don't know how I feel about it. Um, uh, you know, uh, Moffat's... Moffat? Mark Gatiss' character. I think Mark Gatiss is a really great actor, actually. Like, anything he's acted in, I think he's wonderful. Um, I do agree. And I like his acting in this episode and I like that he's, like, you know, related to the Brigadier. I think that was a really nice little plot twist. Um... I liked his character, but I also, he was irrelevant. I just didn't see the point of like, you know. But then again, the scene on the battlefield, I mean, this was, sh- I mean, Rachel knows how to direct an episode. Rachel Talali, like, we all know that. I think that's how you pronounce her name. But she is incredible. And the some of the shots in this episode are some of the most beautifully shot things of Doctor Who ever. Like, my God. Um, and I love the regeneration as well. Um, again, I don't know about how I feel about regeneration at Christmas. It's like, I want to be happy on Christmas. Don't make me cry like that, please. Um, but I really love Peter's regeneration. I've said this before. Um, but yeah, it didn't feel that Christmassy to me either, to be honest, this episode. Yeah, I mean, it tried to do that sort of, and apologies, I don't wish to get controversial here, but it tried to do that sort of, that horrible period of time where we were all for some reason obsessed with like the Christmas Day armistice yes. in the First World War while yes. like, Sainsbury's was doing an advert about it, then you had this episode about it. To me, it just doesn't feel Christmassy. I don't like it. I don't like that we have this weird cultural obsession with it because, like, yes, it was a beautiful moment, but also the needless slaughtering of innocent people over political turmoil carried on immediately straight afterwards is not that significant. Get over yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a tricky one, isn't it? Um, I just realised I'm, I'm this podcast's twelfth Doctor because of how much I complain about how much I hate. No, I love it though. No, I love it. Things. I mean, no, yeah, it's good. Yeah, 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 it's we're good. Not, we're not scared. I feel like I'm the podcast. I'm the ninth Doctor on this podcast because I I know how to have fun, but I also like for fuck's sake. <laughs> Don't ever come dressed as Tenant again. Again, yeah. So it's my fa- it's my favorite. I'm oh, just going to attribute that to the Night's Doctor now. He just looks any time a fan meets Christopher Eccleston, he looks so grumpy, and it's so funny. And, but I love it as well because he always looks really grumpy in the photos. But they're always like he was really sweet and just like t- would talk for ages. Yeah. Like he's the loveliest man you could meet, but he looks miserable. <laughs> yeah, love you, Chris, our bestie, Chris. Um. Anyway, I think I mean for me this is a fifty-fifty. Where are we sitting with this one, babe? What are we going to do? I think it's a Moffat shakes fist. It is It is very firmly a Moffat shakes fist for me because I do really enjoy it. I just it's. I just can't believe that as your final episode of show, as a showrunner, you'd, you'd also take down the first Doctor's legacy with you. Do you know what? I think I will meet you there. I'll meet you there because it doesn't feel Christmassy enough for me and also that. 
So I'll, and we, I'll, I'll and, and we agree that it's enjoyable as well. I think we both do like it's the enjoyable. episode. No, it I'm is. saying I like it, but I just can't. That's something I struggle to get over. And like you say, I don't feel any Christmas feelings. Okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to go over our tier ranking. I think a few are going to move around. I'm not going to lie. Um, let's go. So let's start again from the beginning. So the Christmas invasion, she's cute. I'll, I'll, I'll stay there with that. I will agree with you on that one. I don't mind. Okay. I will. I, I've given up. That's fine. The Runaway Bride. She's cute. Yeah, she's I, cute. Yeah, we'll, we'll, okay, cool. We'll say that. By the way, if you want to see a visual representation of this, don't don't you worry. On our Instagram at Come Along Pond Podcast, in the link in the show notes, I will have a visual representation of this tier list when this episode comes out. So go head on over there so you can see it for yourselves. Voyage of the Damned. She's cute. Yeah, she's cute. She is cute. Come on. It's so Christmassy. The next doctor, she's, she's cute. cute. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah. End of time, part one and two. For me. For you and for me. For us. It's fifty-fifty. Yeah. A Christmas Carol. This has to stay where it is because we're just not going to agree. It's fifty-fifty. Yeah, it has to stay. On so 50/50. it has to stay here. Mm. Even though it isn't, but okay. Take off my fucking head, Steve. <laughs> The Doctor, Widow, and the Wardrobe. I honestly think this is Please Take My Head Off. I actually genuinely think it needs to go like, down there. I, I have literally, like, I have no good feelings towards it other than maybe yeah. that ending. I just didn't hate it as much as I hated Christmas Cow. More than happy for it to be a Please Remove My Head. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put that scene in It's Giving. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. everything else, Please Remove My Head. The Snowmen is a Moffat Shakespeare. Moffat. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. You convinced me. Time of the Doctor. Moffat, Shakespeare's. Moffat. Um, yeah, again, also was able to convince me. Those are the two I was like flip floppiest on anyway. I do think though, on another rewatch, I think this would move down more for me. But for now, we'll keep it there. Last Christmas, it's giving. It's giving. It's giving. It is giving. It's so giving. The Husbands of River Song. It's giving plus plus. Yeah, there needs to be almost like its own tier. The Husbands of River Song is its own tier. I mean, just to say it here right now, this is our favourite Christmas special, isn't it? Look, who would have thought that our two favourite... Who would have thought it? Who would have thought the only two it, it's giving rankings would be Capaldi Christmas specials? It's insane, isn't it? It is. I love it, though. Return of Doctor Mysterio. For us, it's, it's 50-50. 50-50. And then Twice Upon a Time... Moffat. Fat. I do feel like this is a 50-50 one, but I will meet you at Moffat Shakespeare's because of your reasoning. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's our little ranking. Please email in and let us know what you guys think. Uh, I'd love to hear if you completely disagree or agree with our ranking. Again, if you want to see the full ranking, go to our Instagram. The tier ranking will be there for you to look at as well. I had a lot of fun with this. Me too. Uh, so ranking uh, out of five. Uh, oh, no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this episode, it's giving. <laughs> yeah, this episode is giving. It's so giving. Um, <laughs> but anyway, a little bit of housekeeping. So the pod is now going to break up for half term, as it were, um, for the Christmas holidays, for the Christmas period. Um, we both definitely need a little bit of a break. Um, not that we don't love doing this podcast. We absolutely adore it. It's literally the best thing I I did this year. It's my most proudest moment um, 
you know, the Spotify wrapped was quite an emotional thing. You know, the numbers that we saw and like just this podcast this year doing this podcast has been a wonderful wonderful thing i'm sure you you agree elliot um yeah it's been it has it's been magical and amazing and i was enjoying it when it was just me and you and we had maybe 20 people listening and i'm enjoying it now that we have uh, so many of you listening you know numbers i can't even begin to imagine it means the world always like it's absolutely made it really does me all of you individually, you make my year. Yes, so we have been put on hiatus by the dastardly Michael Grade. And if you get that reference, we could be friends. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back some point in January, as of yet determined. But of course, we won't be silent. We'll be active on all of our social medias and different things. Yes. And we will certainly announce our New Year comeback with a bang. Um, You know, we yeah. won't... Okay, we won't be gone for like... We'll be gone for a couple of weeks, you know... Um, we just obviously we want to actually catch up on a bit of content don't we we want to get a little bit of content ready for the pod Um, we want to come back raring to go and also just sleep really Uh, sleep is a thing that I enjoy Um, yeah and and we yeah we don't want to we don't want to be like not working it's hard to find the time over Christmas you know we just want to be enjoying our Christmas and like what we're going to do is of course this comes out um this goes out the Tuesday for Christmas. We've got some little things planned that we'll put across, like the social media and things. And um, we're going to re-release our Christmas Invasion episode on Christmas Day as well for you. So if there's anyone who you know you don't have, you, you know, you're not able to see people you want to see for Christmas, you don't have like a great family dynamic, like whatever yeah. the case is on Christmas Day, it won't be a new episode. But we are going to on Christmas Day release an episode for you to listen to, re-listen to us talk about some festive nonsense and you can yeah. listen to this again as well and you know, spend your Christmas day listening to us if you're not in a position to have you know, a good a day as you'd like. So, as you heard at the top of the show, we read out some emails. If you'd like your email read out, eventually, at some point, we do promise, you can email us any comments, questions, queries, let us know your Christmas ranking. You can get in touch with us there. Come along, pondpod at gmail.com. If you want to be as cool as Ted, Stephen, and Max, you can do that for us. We really appreciate it. If you don't want it read out, you don't have to. Ask us questions, tell us about your life, anything you want. We will read it, and we will endeavour to reply. There's a lot of you I haven't replied to yet. I do apologise. Things have just been very busy. I'll get back to you all in good time, I do promise. But if you want to be double, super, awesome, mega cool, you could support us on Patreon. That's right, we are on Patreon. We have a link all over the place. It's Come Along Pond Podcast. You know that by now. You can go follow us over there. Donate a little bit of money. We only have one tier. It's £3. That's the companion tier. For that, you get a shout-out on the show, just like Lewis, Transgold, Aubrey, River, Bulldozer7113, Jason, Rebecca Johnson Smith, and hello to our new patron, Abby Potts. Got in about an hour before the record. Well done, Abby. I like your gusto. Of course, it's it's Christmas. It is bleak in the UK. The times are really hard. I don't want anybody ever to feel like they ever have to give any money to this. But if you have spare change and you'd like to support us, you can. But you already support us by doing presumably what you're doing at the moment, which is listening to this and engaging with us on things like TikTok. What? That's right, we have a TikTok. Come along, Pond Podcast. We post silly little videos over there, our favourite quotes. 
and clips from the episode we also let you know when episodes are coming out it's a great place to be there's like over 3,000 people over there now it's insane on the video still trying along to almost 100k really excited for that one to go over there watch it if you haven't done that already we are also active on twitter now again Mostly we post weekly updates when the episodes come out. Extra little gags over there. That is Come Along Pond DW, so I stole our name. And <laughs> we time. are on Instagram. That's where we're most active. That is where you'll see stories. We wish cast members happy birthdays. We reply to DMs. We post stories about lots of random total nonsense. And we also update you with episodes that are coming out. We also post our TikToks over there as reels as well, in case you don't know how TikTok works, like me. We are over there at... You okay? You know, I was just going to say, you can also see a photo of me and Jodie Whittaker on there if you like. So You can also see a photo of Daniel and Jodie Whittaker over there as well. And <laughs> what is that at? It's Come Along Pond Podcast. We are over there at Come Along Pond Podcast. You can't miss us. It's the same art as you're viewing on your iPhone. Other phones are available. Screen right now. Of course, rate us on iTunes, rate us on Spotify, as long as it's good. Follow us over there. In the new year, more platforms coming soon. We're only on the two at the moment. We will be expanding. We are on YouTube, not fully. Yes, so more streaming services to come soon, hopefully. And also, we do have a Facebook group. It's something we're going to start linking and pushing, uh, hopefully when this episode sort of comes out and around then as well. So we're telling you this now, so do go check it out over there. Uh, it's the Come Along Bond podcast. It's got the usual artwork, things you can't miss. It's distinctly us. At the moment, we're just sort of waiting for people to jump on board. We haven't put anything in there, but yeah, we'll start posting. It's more just a forum for you guys to discuss amongst yourselves. We're so glad that you've chosen for us to be your best friends, but we want you to make IRL friends, if as IRL as they can be on Facebook, over there where you can just have a fun little open discussion about your favourite show. The same rules, same ethics apply as on this podcast. It's a hate-free and judgment-free space. You can just talk about what you like, but do also be gay. Anyway, that was the admin. I think, I think it's been it has been a it's been a pretty splendid year. I mean, it's been terrible in every other aspect except for <laughs> this. I'm not even lying. Like, I wouldn't 2022 would not rank highly in my list of years, but it's been this. All yeah. of this has been magical. Um, this podcast is one of is just one of the things that is keeping me sane, honestly. And like, you know, before we leave, we just want to say thank you so much for this year. Um, thank you so much for like, you know, taking the time to engage with us, sending us messages, creating fan art, whatever it may be, listening. If just listening is it's it's means so much. And during this festive period this break however you are going to celebrate or not celebrate this period make sure you take time out for yourself check on yourself check on your mental health check on your loved ones have a uh, stick on a christmas special give it a rewatch um just uh, just look after yourselves and i just like to say of course massively reiterate everything now said about your wonderful selves but it it's been as i say a, an interesting year uh, and the highlight has been, yes, having you you at home listen, but also now consistently, at least once weekly, being able to actually spend time with someone who I care so deeply about. It's been 
a really, really lovely experience to actually sort of get back in touch proper and to sort of have more excuses now to just do silly little things together. It's really, that's made my year, is reconnecting with a wonderful friend. Oh. I know you bought me a real present, but that's, that's the real Christmas gift. That's lovely. Love it. Girl, you know how I feel. But no, honestly, I have no words. thank you. Thank you though. Thank you so much. It's been No, no, thank lovely. you. And it's honestly it's it's just lovely because obviously we were very good friends at uni. And then when we left uni, you did that classic thing of like where you lose touch with someone. Just naturally, nothing happened, you lose touch. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we just reconnected and since then we've not been able to get rid of each other. And you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. More more of me and more of you in 2023. Absolutely. Can't wait for it. Well, and this is one of the first times this is actually going to be appropriate to say this as well, because it's a line from Doctor's very first Christmas special, The Feast of Stephen. So, incidentally, it's been very lovely chatting to all of you at home as well. <laughs> That's so good. I'm so proud of that. That's such a good catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day we'll review Feast of Stephen as well. Doesn't exist in the archives anymore, but we'll review Feast of Stephen. <laughs> anyway, it's been it has been lovely chatting to all of you at home as well. As as we say, whatever you celebrate, whatever you don't celebrate, hope you have a lovely, lovely festive period. Genuinely sincere, happy holidays. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else to say except for it will give you really cold, so you, so you can kind of see my breath air from my lungs. Oh, it's so cold. So cold. Oh, it's so chilly. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> bye bye now. Bye. Bye bye now. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye, sweetie. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.